Andy, the time is always greatly appreciated. How's your Wednesday treating you thus far? It's a good Wednesday so far, JJ, and even better now that I'm on with you guys on Sports Call. Ah, you're the best. We, we <laughs> certainly do appreciate hearing that. Um, let's talk basketball first, Andy. A historic season for the Tigers came to a close on Sunday in Greenville, South Carolina. You, of course, had coverage there and uh, enjoyed listening to the broadcast outside of the end results. How will you look back on this season for the Tigers? Well, you know, we, we all have to deal with the disappointment over the way the season ended. And I think once we get there, and it may take a while for some of us to get there, you'll look back and, and see a, a, a truly remarkable season for this basketball program from a, a, a team a two year, you know, last year that, that, that did not finish 500 or better to an SEC champion and a 19-game winning streak right in the middle of that season. And, um, and then we you deal with the way the season ended and listen the fact is Miami was better than Auburn on Sunday in Greenville South Carolina and the Tigers never could get over the hump in the game you know trailed early cut the lead to one at halftime I know you guys were just talking about this before the break that you know Auburn Auburn had three or four point blank shots at the start of the second half that would have given the Tigers their first lead of the game. And with the crowd the way it was, I believe that if, if Auburn gets that lead, the crowd, I think, starts to take the game over. I don't know if Auburn wins it, but I don't think Auburn loses the game as it did if it, if it finally gets that lead early. But it did not, and it, just, it played catch-up the whole game. It was, it was a tough day for Auburn. It was the worst shooting game for Auburn this season. And the only game where Auburn never had a lead, it, it trailed almost from start to finish. So uh, it is a disappointing end to what was a very, very good basketball season. You talk about this team and, and talking about putting a bow on the season. Oftentimes I'm thinking that it's got to go at least through the end of this NCAA tournament because the team might be sitting there thinking, man, you know, there was an opportunity for us to do that. You mentioned all the, the accomplishments this team had and also being the number one team in the country uh, for the first time in program history. As you start to turn the page to next year, though, there's still plenty of reason to be excited for what Bruce Pearl's been able to uh, build here. Uh, quick to point out is Coach Pearl that the this is the winningest SEC program over the last five seasons. Just big picture. How has Auburn basketball been able to get to this point, and what does it mean moving forward? Well, they hired Bruce Pearl eight years ago. That, that's, <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the biggest part of it. And then you know it took three years for Bruce Pearl to start to put together the program, and then he started bringing in players that became first-round draft picks in the NBA draft. And that has continued. And it may be two guys in the first round this year. It certainly will be with Jabari Smith, who will be a lottery pick, maybe the number one overall pick. And if that's the case, he would be the first in Auburn history to do that. And it may be Walker Kessler in the first round as well. Uh, I, I still think there's an outside chance that Walker comes back. But I will be I, if, if that's the case, I'll be surprised. But you, you take a look at what those two guys did, and I know – in the final game of the year, it was it was a struggle. I think Miami had a lot to do with how Jabari struggled. I think they were not going to let Jabari Smith beat them, and he didn't. Still had 15 rebounds at career high. He had a double-double in each of his two NCAA tournament games. That should be noted. And then, you know, Walker gets the two early fouls, 
And when when Auburn missed a couple of those layups at the start of the second half, and he had a couple of those shots, we just didn't hear from Walker for the rest of the game. And I'm I'm told I was not in the locker room. I'm told that he took that game very very hard. Um, but but I think both of those guys are in all likelihood gone to the NBA draft. And Bruce Pearl will continue to recruit high quality athletes to Auburn, high character student-athletes to Auburn. And they're not all five stars uh, at Auburn, but they are developed. And, you know, that, that's one thing we don't talk a lot about with Bruce and his staff. Yes, we. It, it's easy to talk about what they have done getting the Mustafa Herons and the Daniel Pirapoys and the Aubrey Wileys and the Isaac Okoros and Chuma Okikis and Sharif and, and, and all of those guys, Jabari and Walker here. But they also develop those guys too, and that is that's equally important to what to what Bruce Pearl has done. But listen, the, the reason that that Auburn is in this position now, and we're disappointed after an SEC championship season, is what Bruce Pearl has done. I've said it, and I will continue to say it. I think it's one of the most remarkable coaching jobs in Auburn athletics history, regardless of the sport. What Bruce Pearl has done. And Andy, you mentioned talking uh, about Jabari Smith and uh, how he could be the number one pick, will certainly be picked very high in the NBA draft. Auburn's probably not had anyone quite like Jabari Smith before. Describe watching him play and, and what you will remember most about Jabari Smith's season. Boy, that, that's a big list. It's, and, and, and one of them is how almost businesslike he went about his his job as a freshman. He, he, he didn't seem to me to be a freshman in college. He didn't seem to be a guy that was 18 years old and was playing high school basketball last year. I just I watched him a lot outside of the games, and there's a plan. He had a plan. I'm sure his father has a plan for Jabari. And how many times that young man took enormous shots for Auburn this season. He was clutch all year long for Auburn. And it was hard not to think, goodness, isn't it a shame that we'll only get to see him for one year at Auburn? But then in the same breath, my thought was how grateful we should be to see him even for one year at Auburn. It's the greatest freshman year in Auburn history. He's the first SEC freshman of the year. He set the Auburn freshman scoring record. Um, He set the Auburn freshman three-point record. He did everything. That, that he was supposed to do and more for this Auburn program. It was a truly remarkable season for Jabari Smith. Um, I, I can't think of a time where I was disappointed by him or his play. And I'm, I'm talking even Sunday in, that, in the NCAA tournament because even though it was a struggle for him offensively, he still had 15 rebounds in that game. And how many freshmen do you know that are struggling and, and a team is trying to take them out of the game and they just go away. Well, Jabari didn't go away in that game and pulled down 15 rebounds and I think had three or four blocks. No question. Great performance for Jabari yeah. Smith. And I and I guess it's not so bad to go out with a highlight moment with the dunk against Jacksonville State. <laughs> that was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, we, we didn't see Jabari do that very much this right, year. Not at all, yeah. Go that strong to the rim. But... Um, that the, the, yeah, that was that was a highlight dunk to be. That may have been his highlight dunk of his college career. There are more coming 
in the NBA. But that was a remarkable play that kind of put a capper on that NCAA tournament win against Jacksonville State. So we're talking with Andy Bertram, the voice of the Auburn Tigers. You've seen the men's side of things with the NCAA tournament. Certainly saw it in women's basketball 30-plus years being the play-by-play announcer there for Auburn women's basketball. What is your favorite part of the NCAA tournament, Andy? Why do you love it so much? Well, it's, it's just a different deal. I mean, you, you get into a different rhythm. There's a game, and if you win, you have a day off. And there's the press conferences, and then you come back and you play again. If you're fortunate enough to win, then, then you move on, and you're going to a new place uh, for the tournament. Um, that's probably what it is, and it's, it's just a different energy. It's just a completely different energy. And many times you're playing teams that you've never seen before. Um, and that was the case for Auburn uh, in basketball. Jacksonville State, which Auburn hasn't played in a long, long time. Miami, I think that was only the third or the fourth time Auburn and Miami have ever played uh, before. And there's, you know, I was sitting I was sitting within 10 feet of Jim Nance and Bill Raftery and Grant Hill, for goodness sakes, uh, along with Sonny and our group. So, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to do that very much. Uh, now, listen, I think they were there probably for Coach K. I got to see a Duke men's basketball game in person. For the first time in my life, uh, watching that game, that and that game before against Michigan State was a slugfest, buddy. Yeah. It was, it was something else to watch that Duke team and that Michigan State team play. So that's just kind of part of it. Uh, it was my first men's NCAA tournament game since 1984. My first year in radio, I was covering Illinois. I was calling games for Illinois State, and, and they went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so I was I was thrilled just to be calling a team that was back in the dance for the first time in a well since before any of you guys were alive. So let me just put it in that perspective. <laughs> oh man, Andy Burcham's here with us on the show. Basketball season comes to a close, but the calendar continues to move forward for you, Andy. As baseball is now in full swing for Butch Thompson's club, uh, got a chance to see them open up SEC play this past weekend taking on Ole Miss and you saw an exciting game last night between Auburn and South Alabama there in Montgomery nothing says welcome back to the baseball broadcast booth Andy and I know that you've been on the call for a couple of games already this season but nothing says welcome back and here you are the new norm than an hour plus rain delay and then a four hour baseball game that you had last night yeah we got back uh, after 1230 last night it was a bizarre game last night in Montgomery uh, a small crowd, and I think rain had a great deal to do with that. There were two or three, there were a couple storms that blew through from a rain perspective before the game even started, and then it was raining on and off throughout the contest, and, you know, we kept looking at the radar, and, you know, you went from, boy, let's see if we can get five innings in and make this an official game, and I think that's why Blake Burkhalter was down in the bullpen as long as he was, because you want him in the game if it's going to be a six-inning game or a seven-inning game. Well, it turns out it was a full nine, and he pitches the last two and two-thirds last night. Auburn goes it falls behind 6 nothing, and then scores seven uh, in one inning, and then South Alabama, which had won eight in a row coming in and was 15-3 and three and had swept their first Sunbelt Conference series. You know, they get a three-run lead again, and Auburn comes back and takes the lead. South Alabama ties it, and then Auburn wins it in the eighth on a triple by Bobby Pierce and a line drive off the glove of the first baseman by uh, Mike Bello. 
And then Blake Burkhalter, you know, they, they've got the tying runners on and their best hitter at the plate. So it was intrigued right down to the final pitch last night. It was good to get that win, to be sure. And now you get ready to go to a Texas A&M team that took two of three and almost swept LSU in Baton Rouge last weekend. What excites you about getting back in a broadcast booth then, Andy, for an SEC series uh, between Auburn and Texas A&M and kind of getting back into uh, another norm for you that you've uh, been doing for so many years? Well, you, you move from one sport to the other, and I've done this since 1995, uh, moving from basketball now full-time into baseball and getting to work with, with Brad each and every game and George Nunley, who's Auburn's media relations guy, and Coach Thompson and, and that staff. And, and we go to a play. I, I really enjoy going to College Station. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's a neat town. Um, it's a great facility that we broadcast from. Um, Olsen Field at Bluebell Park. Some good places to eat, which shouldn't surprise anyone that I'm excited about that. <laughs> and um, it's SEC play, and it will be a great atmosphere when Auburn and the Aggies meet this Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What excites you about the Auburn offense at this point in the season, Andy? Well, it's putting up some major numbers, and Auburn needs to get some pitching that, that will protect those numbers. And they're getting it from different people. You know, last night it was Mike Bello and, and Bobby Pierce uh, with had two hits coming off the bench, including a triple that sets up the game-winning, the game-winning run in the eighth inning. I like to watch Blake Rambush at the top of that lineup. Man, that guy is all out all the time. And Sonny DeShera is is having a remarkable season in the three of the four hole for Auburn. And, and last night it was different guys that, that came through for the Tigers. There are some options that Butch Thompson has from an offensive standpoint. They've got to continue to try and figure out the pitching, the pitching standpoint. And uh, we'll continue to do that and we'll get tested certainly by Texas A&M starting Friday in College Station. Give us the Auburn Sports Network rundown for the rest of the week, Andy. What can we find? What can we listen to? And uh, again, we appreciate the time. You bet. Uh, Tiger Talk tomorrow night at uh, 6. You'll hear from uh, Auburn equestrian coach Greg Williams, baseball coach Butch Thompson, softball coach Mickey Dean, Auburn assistant football coaches Jimmy Brumbaugh, and Ike Hilliard, two of the new staffers Exciting. Uh, for, for Brian Harson's team. Yeah. Then, then, then it all begins on Friday at 6.30 uh, at Bluebell Park in, in College Station. Brad and I will be down there for the call starting at 6.15. And then the afternoon games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we will have, and I'll let you know this right now, Tiger Talk is moving to Monday next week. Uh, we're, we're on the road almost, well, after the Tuesday night game against Jack State, we're on the road Wednesday, and baseball starts at LSU uh, a week from tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So really our only night for a Tiger Talk is Monday. So we'll be at Zoners on Monday for a Tiger Talk. So all of that coming up. It's a busy time, to be sure. Best time of the year. Andy, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Guys, my pleasure. War Eagle.